I just filmed this whole thing and then realized it was muted. I'm very rusty. What up, everyone? It's so good to be here with you again. Uh, I wanted to say thank you for your patience. I know we haven't had an episode in a little while now. Podcast has been inconsistent. I had a major life change. Uh, I went through a breakup, so ended a relationship and ended up moving from an apartment into a big house in another city. I have had a lot, a lot of changes. So thank you so much to those of you who have either come through the streams or posted comments on YouTube or come through Discord and asked me about the podcast or if the YouTube videos are coming back. I very much appreciate that. And yes, they are. Oh my God, we back, baby. We are now uh, live Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on Twitch. So we're going to be streaming um, uh, the same times at 12 p.m. Central Time. Podcast episodes are coming out at 10 a.m. Central Time on your favorite podcast platforms, okay, wherever y'all are listening right now. And we also have YouTube videos Tuesdays and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Time. So everything is back in action, of course, like Twitter, Instagram, all of that kind of stuff is has never really left. Instagram is the best place to go if you want to see behind the scenes because I post a lot on Instagram stories. And Twitter is, you know, you know Twitter is what Twitter is. And Twitter does what Twitter does, you know what I'm saying? So cool. Uh, I did just launch a new email list, though, which is something that I'm really excited for. This email is a weekly email that is delivered to your inbox every Tuesday around like 6 a.m. Central Time. So it should be waiting for you whenever you hit up your email in the morning. Essentially, what it is there to do for you is to just provide you additional resources. It's called Ashney's Faves. So these are the things that... Uh, the past week I've really been interested in and I've used personally to help teach me more about live streaming and content creation and, and business and all of that. So I'm literally sharing resources with you as I'm finding them. We just had the first email go out yesterday, which was ha, real cool, released on a Tuesday and it was titled Feel Good Friday. So that's sick. <laughs> God, it's a disaster, but it's fine. If you'd like to sign up for that, you can go to bit.ly slash Ashney's Faves. Very easy way to uh, to sign up for it. And everyone on that list, I mean, that's the only place I'm going to be doing shout outs. So y'all are going to be getting like discount codes for any products that I make. You'll be getting um, shout outs based on interaction uh, there will be a lot of like additional things that I talk about there that I'm not going to talk about anywhere else. So make sure to check that out if you would like to, if any of that sounds interesting to you. Now let's talk about today's episode. Oh my God. It's so good to be back. So today is uh, a little overview of the streaming industry. Okay. Uh, we did, uh, we actually partnered with Streamlabs and we looked at their Q2 streaming industry stats. So you're going to get a lot of stats about uh, how Twitch is doing, how um, Mixer is doing, how YouTube gaming is doing, and actually how DLive is doing as well, which is really exciting. I will say you want to stick around because this is the first time ever that Twitch has not grown. Ever. Twitch viewership receded a little bit. It went down a little interesting. So is it the other platforms that are taking over or what's actually going on here? And I'm going to get into that in this episode. So without further ado, here's me <laughs> talking about all of this uh, information. Our power just went off. 
but we back. Hopefully it doesn't flash again and we can actually get through this because there are some pretty big things uh, that are happening. I just want to give a quick shout out and lots of love to Streamlabs for sending this over ahead of time and letting me be prepared for y'all uh, and allowing us to to go through this together and spend the time doing this today. I'm really, really excited. And I love you, Streamlabs. I hope that y'all enjoy watching. I know a lot of the office is tuning in right now. So behave yourself, chat. So Streamlabs quarterly report is for Q2 of April to June 2019. We did the Q1 report. Uh, essentially what that one said was that Mixer had been declining. YouTube Live was seeing a decent amount of growth. And of course, Twitch was still holding the monopoly whenever it came to uh, amount of streamers and amount of time watched. And I don't think that we're going to see any changes with that. However, with the introduction of DLive, PewDiePie, and the Edgelords trying to take over over there, there might be a few changes on this one. And also, Fortnite is declining, y'all. What the heckin' heck? So one of the first headlines here is Twitch growth slows as Fortnite continues to decline, which is pretty freaking massive. Riot Games, this is where the power cut off last time, so I swear if this happens again, <laughs> Riot Games overtakes Epic as the most watched publisher on Twitch. League of Legends, League of Legends, yeah. Do they do Team Force Tactics? I actually didn't know what that... Yeah, I had no idea. Heart Support, thank you for the six months, y'all! Oh, that's so nice. I have alerts muted just for YouTube. And if this goes on to the podcast, ho hopefully it will. But really, really appreciate y'all. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio form, we are streaming this live at twitch.tv slash Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We have a stream. Say what? Weird. <laughs> We've been gone for like three weeks, but we back, baby. <laughs> Okay, so first off, let's look at hours watched by platform in Q2 2019. Twitch is looking pretty sexy, okay? So this is 2 billion, 700 and, is that a 5 or a 6? 706 million. Uh, YouTube is 700 million with Mixer sitting at around 119 million. The graphs are pretty obvious, which is cr absolutely crushing it. Hours streamed by platform in Q2. Uh, Mixer and YouTube Live are essentially at about the same, at either 12 or 13 million, with Twitch being around 94. So there are a lot of streamers here that are streaming a lot more than over on YouTube and Mixer. Fortnite has 294.2 million hours watched with GTA 5 at 214. Oh my god. Ugh, it's so good to say see GTA RP absolutely freaking crushing it still still just like they had actually uh this time last quarter uh GTA 5 I believe had come close to overtaking Riot. Um because of, of how much they had been doing and just all of the hype around roleplay. So RP has died off just a little bit in comparison to last month, I believe. And then League of Legends is at 279.5 million. So really creeping up there. Uh, 20 million behind Fortnite and GTA 5 RP is like, what is that? I don't even know that number. 80 million behind Fortnite. It's pretty sick. What's up, Gold Ninja? How's it going? It's so good to see you. So that's most watched games on Twitch specifically. That doesn't count the other platforms. 
Here are some DLive stats for you. I know last time we had talked a lot about how DLive was just getting attention. I believe PewDiePie had like just announced that he was going over to DLive. So we got really excited. Uh, oh, actually, that announcement came after we looked at the Q1 industry report. So we'll see what DLive stats are. We don't have anything to compare them to last time uh, because they had just kind of emerged as a platform. But here's currently in Q2. DLive has 34 million hours watched, 3.2 million hours streamed, 147,000 unique channels, and 11, 11, 11 average viewers per DLive stream, which, I mean, that's pretty decent. Uh, let's see. So we've got hours watched on DLive in Q2 was 34. And then Mixer, who's the, the closest to them, had 120. So they're sitting at like, I don't know, a, a fifth or so of what Mixer is, is doing as an established platform. And Mixer has been around, what, four years at this point? However, I think with DLive, with them being such a new platform, when you can't invest a ton of, of trust into what their numbers are, right? It's really hard to say they're going to keep up with this pace or they're going to be able to improve their pace, especially considering PewDiePie just signed on with them. Uh, and they seem to be, just like we had uh, Harley Breadwitchery call out in chat earlier, they seem to be kind of a, a little bit of, more of an edgelord platform, whereas Twitch and, uh, and Mixer as well, I think, in YouTube tend to be a bit more diverse just because they're all quite established in comparison. So we'll see. Monthly mobile active streamers in March 2018 was at 81,000. Uh, we jumped up, almost doubled. Holy moly, this is killing. Oh my God, mobile is crushing it. June 2018, 150,000, 231 in September, 293 in December 2018, March 2019 was 413, and June 2019 is 479. So we're seeing constant increase in mobile streaming, which is really interesting. We have the inception of the, the IRL section on Twitch in about a year and a half ago, two years ago or so. Um, actually, I think it was a little bit longer than that. But ever since then, people have really started to get a little bit more creative with their broadcasts, which is something that really excites me, y'all. I don't know. What do you think? Have you tried mobile streaming before? Is it something you're going to try? Do you see this as like a huge deal? I don't know. I think it's pretty hype. I would love to do it a little bit more. Then we also have a new feature released from Streamlabs, which Hyzel, which I was also really excited about. I was part of this launch and got to work relatively closely with the Streamlabs team, along with uh, my friend Pete from the Gaming Careers YouTube channel, uh, Dusty Porter, who does the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Uh, we also had videos from, I believe, I want to say Harris was involved with this. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and Gail Level, I know, had a video on this. This is a really interesting feature I thought was really, really cool, especially when we consider how much content is really out there for all of us. So if we are, uh, if we're 
full-time creators, right? We've probably got Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. If we're smart, we're also making YouTube videos and we have a podcast and we're really diversifying ourselves. Uh, And I think the good part about having a website is that it can kind of be that central hub for everything that you're creating. So someone might not know that you've got an Instagram if they have only been to your stream before or if they've only watched your YouTube videos or if they've only seen you on social media on like Twitter or somewhere else. So I think the coolest part about this is that it alerts people to all of the different things that you're creating. And traditionally, we've had to use like WordPress for this in the past, right? Or we've used, um, I almost said Skillshare, which is not true. What's the what's the other one? Uh, Squarespace. Or we've used all these other site builders like Wix and, and everybody else. And I am. I don't have a soft spot for uh, for WordPress at all. I find it to be unnecessarily complicated, and I feel like personally, whenever you are investing so much time into content creation, that it's really hard to justify spending the time building an entire website unless you're in a fortunate enough situation to have someone want to do that for you, or at least to help you out with it. So that's why I feel like creator sites is such an interesting. Uh, such an interesting feature from Streamlabs. It essentially helps you build your entire site and it's drag and drop. It's really simple. Now, of course, as with anything that's a new feature, it's going to be a little bit buggy in the beginning. I think it's been out for three months at this point. Uh, I personally really like it. I made the site once and now it's like, sick. It's always up. Y'all can see it at, I want to say streamlabs.com slash Ashney Christ. Is that right? I think that's it. (laughs) Pretty sure it's been a minute since I've looked at it. Maybe I should go through and just double check and make sure everything's on point. But (laughs) it is there. Uh, Y'all can also check out just creating the sites for yourself. They are free unless you want to get your own URL. So we've got 150,000 unique creator sites, 20% higher tip conversion from creator sites. And just a small call out here. I love that they said tip instead of donation. That's Uh, It's such a small thing to argue semantics here, but I think it's really important that we don't use donation language whenever it comes to talking about the money that we're making so we don't directly like try to to compete um, with charities. All right, y'all listen. (laughs) You're donating to a charity? You tip in a streamer. We provide a service for you, baby. Okay, listen. Tip is so much better than donation. I'm really, really surprised. It's taken a long time to get platforms to to switch over from using donation-based language. So 10 out of 10. All right, let's get into the actual article here. Here. <clears throat> Since Q2 2018, Epic Games and Fortnite have been the most watched publisher and game on Twitch. However, for the first time in a year, Epic Games can no longer claim that title. Thanks to League of Legends and Teamfight Tactics, Riot Games has overtaken Epic Games as the most watched publisher on Twitch for Q2 2019. Fortnite, what? Hours watched for Fortnite have been on the decline the past couple of months. When popularity for the Battle Royale shooter exploded last year, we also saw an increase in the number of users on Twitch as well. Yes, we did. This quarter, it seems as though the decline in popularity of Fortnite is catching up to the live streaming platform. So I want to put a little asterisk on this and say that it wasn't necessarily just Fortnite that brought a lot of users to the platform. Around the time that uh, Twitch increased from, I want to say it was 3.2 million uh, monthly streamers to 4.5 million monthly streamers, it was about 
March slash April 2018. And the reason that happened was because that was right around the time that Ninja went on CNN and said that he was making $500,000 a month playing video games. And so we saw a lot of people come in and think that that was something that was accessible to them, or even if it was a smaller amount, that it was going to be something that they could achieve as well. Uh, And having had either limited knowledge of the platform before, or just they don't fully understand what it takes to make a stream work, people tried. And then we, we have since then uh, dropped down in number of, of users just back down to normal um, since before Ninja went on CNN. So let's keep going. Uh, this quarter, it seems as though de- the decline in popularity of Fortnite is catching up to the live streaming platform. Twitch is st- still the top live streaming platform. However, for the first time, we have begun to see stats for Twitch decline. I just got goosebumps. Lastly, this quarter, Streamlabs and DLive, PewDiePie's exclusive live streaming platform of choice, are collaborating to share exclusive new stats that have never been released publicly. Oof. Oof. All right, so we have a, a, oh my god, I'm really excited for this title here. Has Twitch peaked? Overall, year-over-year growth for Twitch is still very impressive, although it seems to be stabilizing as we see the first decline in growth. So here's a graph here that says Twitch total hours watched since Q1 2018. So Q1-18, we have, uh, let's see, 2027, and this is in millions. So technically, it's, what, 2 billion, 27 million. Then we've got 2242 in Q2, 24. 100 in Q3, 2500 in Q4, 18, uh, 27.5 in Q1, 19, and then 2700 in Q2, 19. So, why is this happening? That's the question. Why do y'all think this is happening? Oof. People watched 55 million fewer hours of content on the platform, a 2% decrease from last quarter. Twitch is declining. What? Is this not blowing y'all's minds right now? Like, hello? What? Also, Mr. Flight, thank you so much for the three months. We really appreciate that. I have alerts muted for now since we're probably recording this for a podcast episode. I don't know. (laughs) Hours streamed decreased 10% from last quarter to 95 million hours. Hours streamed decreased 10%. Why is this happening? So we might consider is this time of year, right? Q1, where January, February, March, uh, people are kind of coming back from the holidays, yet still in school. There are a lot of holidays happening around that time, though. You've got the beginning of the year, you've got Valentine's Day, you've got spring break. Uh, So people are either with their family and friends and like romantic partners, or maybe they're vacationing and going out and like, you know, freaking Bahamas. I don't know. What are y'all doing? However, We've got April, May, June, where summer starts, right? You'd assume that whenever summer starts and and a lot of Twitch's viewership is home, that they're watching the platform. So are we going to see a spike in, in viewership potentially, uh, an average viewers, right, for all the people that have been streaming? Probably not because, see, I don't know. This is weird. Our streamed decreased 10%. April, May, June. Aside from people just aren't really caring as much about Fortnite, maybe the stats will show us more. 
CCV has dropped 3%, so concurrent viewers dropped 3% from the previous quarter to 1.24 million concurrent viewers. Not super huge, but we'll see. 4.8 million channels streamed on the platform, nearly a million fewer channels compared to Q1. Holy mother freaking moly. <laughs> Holy crap. A million fewer channels. Average viewers per channel have increased by 9.4% in Q2 for an average of 28.6 viewers per channel. So, okay, I literally could have looked at like the last bullet point here and seen that like that hypothesis kind of proved to, to have follow through on it. So average viewers per channel have increased by 9.4% in Q2 for an average of 28.6 viewers per channel. Last time it was right around like 20 which, just as we said, high rate, just as we said last uh, Q1 report, that meant that if you streamed to over 20 people, that you uh, were above average, right? You're, you're doing better than most of the platform. And now the requirement to do better than most of the platform is 28.6 viewers. So if you're streaming to more than that, you're doing better than most people. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. Now, I would say the average viewers per channel is probably a result of, yeah, the, the viewership declined a little bit, but with the less amount of people streaming, that means more viewers are kind of spread out uh, among less channels. So it's it's pretty obvious why this number is, is going up at least a little bit, uh, but I don't know that that really is enough of a percentage for us to say, like, Come to come to Twitch if you really want to see good, solid potential for average viewership, right? Oof. Total hours streamed on Twitch since Q1 2018. So Q1, we have another graph here, is 65. Q2 was about 78. Q3 18 was 85. Q4 18 was 90. Q1 19 was 105.8. So I would be curious to see what happened. It seems like Q1 19, Twitch had a really solid spike for some reason. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure why that was aside from maybe GTA RP. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything other than that. Was there something else that y'all remember that happened in Q1 of 19 that would cause such a drastic spike like this? So strange. Q2 19 is right around 95 million hours streamed. Oof. It really looks like Q1 was a huge outlier. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really what happened here. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I mean, GTA RP did go viral, right? We had multiple people that were just absolutely blowing up. Lots of, of uh, uh, like gaming news websites were covering those stories. Uh, do you think? Oh, Tifu? What was it? T oh, and Apex. That's right. Yeah, Tifu, Apex, and Summit was playing Sea of Thieves. So, okay, it was probably a combination of all those things. It was Summit's Sea of Thieves kind of massive revival for his channel. Uh, it was, I think, right around then, Tifu. Actually, that was last year. Never mind. 
he won a championship with Kitty Plays. And then Apex Legends coming out in February. That's what it was, yeah. So February, everyone was like, oh, this is the Fortnite killer, right? Like, this is the thing that's going to destroy Fortnite. It's coming. It's coming. And then it didn't come. It was at the top. Ninja streamed it. Tim the Tabian streamed it. They all streamed it for like a couple of days. And then they're like, nah, we ain't doing this anymore. They go back to Fortnite. Yet Fortnite is now seeing a decline. So Apex was really, really big Q1. Y'all right. You're so smart. This is why I, this is why I stream these. <laughs> Y'all can fill in the gaps here. It's so good. Russell Gamer, thank you so much for the 10 months. I really appreciate it. Oh, sorry to hear that you're in the hospital. I'm glad you're feeling better now. Uh, alerts right now are muted so that we can go over the Streamlabs Q2 stats. Uh, but I just want to let you know I really appreciate you. Hey, Birdie. Fortnite had the Share the Love event, which gave 20% instead of 5. That's really sweet. Okay, then we've got YouTube Gaming. Hmm. Hmm. YouTube Gaming Live is seeing all-time highs for hours watched, streamed, average CCV, and viewers per channel. There's a lot of reasons for this, by the way. Uh, we'll go into a few of those in a minute. Last time we talked a lot about YouTube Gaming Live, and there were a handful of people that did not like my take on on last uh, quarter, specifically because I said things like, I do believe that YouTube gaming is a really, really viable platform. I think YouTube in general, if you're not creating stuff over there, that's pretty pretty dumb. Like for lack of a better word, you need to be making YouTube videos. Uh, and that Mixer wasn't performing well based on stats. So a lot of people saw it as I was saying, Mixer streamers need to abandon ship for YouTube gaming. That's not obviously what I'm saying, but there are some really exciting uh, reasons that YouTube gaming is, I think, useful. So we'll get into that in just a second. Rach, thank you so much for the five months, baby. So good to see you. I love you so much. Okay. Note, data for YouTube Gaming Live in 2018 was limited to the top 100 channels per game at any given time. In 2019, Data gathering has been improved and encompasses all live streaming channels. As a result, the graphics for the total hours watched and streamed are not including data from 2018. So we don't have an accurate comparison is what they're saying uh, between 2019 and 2018 for YouTube. So this is uh, something that we need to keep in mind as we're looking through the stats and not take anything super seriously, still very much take it with a grain of salt because YouTube gaming and the the fact that they kind of combined all of their, their live content uh, is still something that they're developing. Oof. Big oof. YouTube total hours watched since Q1. So we've got Q1 19 at 635 million hours watched and Q2 19 was 701. So between these two quarters, I mean, that's not really enough time for us to accurately judge what's going on with the platform. But between that and all of the anecdotal evidence that I've seen, people seem to really be enjoying YouTube. Hours watched has increased 10% in Q2 to 702 million. Hours streamed has increased 4% in Q2 to 13 million. 
Average concurrent viewers have increased 9% in Q2 to 323,000. 1.17 million channels streamed on the platform in Q2, a 4% decrease compared to Q1. Could potentially, I don't know enough about YouTube Gaming Live to, to be able to say entirely why that happened, but it's probably something to do with Apex as well, maybe. Um, or maybe just people... Maybe it's the YouTube edgelords leaving for DLive. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> YouTube Gaming Live has the highest average viewer per channel compared to other platforms, averaging about 53 viewers per channel, a 6% increase from Q1. So this was the specific callout that we had for YouTube last quarter, which was that their average viewers was really, really high and really good. And for a lot of people, this means, oh my God, let me jump ship and go over to YouTube because that means that people are going to find me and all of a sudden my, my content's going to be way different. It's going to be received differently and people are going to pay attention. So something that I really want to reiterate that we talked about last time is that just because you go to a different platform doesn't necessarily make the content that you make more valuable. It's all about you creating stuff that impacts people and creates a transformation in their lives. It's not necessarily about like how attractive you are, how funny you are, how interesting you are, how good you are at the game. Those things are really, really important. But the reason those things matter is because they create a transformation for the people that are watching. And that transformation doesn't necessarily change just because you switch platforms. And the reason that this average viewer number could be so massive is because YouTube is been around for so long. People have established audiences over there. And once they start streaming to the thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that they've been building a relationship with over so long, I mean, it's way more likely that they're going to start out a little bit ahead of everybody else, right? So I wouldn't use this information as like, oh my God, I need to go over to YouTube. Blah. No, you still need to, you definitely still need to to make sure that the show is good, because regardless, that is what matters most. Uh, and I mean, I think this is also a good reason just to be building up your YouTube channel, right? Like diversifying is so important. And saturation, yeah, saturation is definitely a fraction of it too. It's just less saturated over on Mixer and, and YouTube for sure. YouTube total hours streamed since Q1 19. We've got 12.7 million in Q1, 13.2 million. So we went up by like half a million, which is, it's still growth. It's not really enough to convince us anything. Oh my God, though. What? Wait, what? Okay. Gold, enjoy your lurk. Mixer experiences explosive growth? Say what? While Mixer is the smallest of the three, they continue to experience massive growth as they drive new users to the platform. Oh, hecky, is Mixer taking a little chunk of that Twitch pie? What? Mixer, what are you doing, baby? You coming out of the woodwork just like slicing at the legs. <laughs> Might be because of the sparks. Ooh. Do we have anyone that is a Mixer streamer in here? Hmm. <laughs> Emphasis on little chunk. Yeah, it's definitely a, a nibble for sure. Ah, oh, Loch Ness. Nice. Cool. Yeah, you might be able to, to give us some perspective that I can't otherwise provide because I'm not a Mixer partner or Mixer streamer at all. Hi, Amatari. Good to see you. 
You have a friend who's a Mixer streamer? I stream on Mixer once in a... Okay. Aw, thank you, Atari. Mixer streamer? Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so we have a handful of Mixer streamers. Y'all give me your perspective on why these things might be happening, because I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I definitely don't spend enough time over there to be able to to give y'all a good sense of why these numbers are growing the way that they are. So hours watched in millions. We've got Q1 18 started out at 26.3. Q2 was 36. Q3 18 was 48. Q4 18 was 66. From Q4 18 to Q1 19, Mixer increased from 66 million total hours watched to 90.4 million total hours watched. That is huge. That's such a huge jump. Then from Q1 19 to Q2 19, we, we went from 90 million to 119 million, which is 29 million total hours watched. If you can see the graph, uh, it's definitely almost doing this. Um, uh, oh my God. It's almost like a hockey stick, right? <laughs> it's wild. These stats are for Streamlabs OBS users only. You know, I am not entirely sure because that wasn't stated at the beginning. Can anyone confirm or deny? I would assume. I would assume it actually is for anyone that uses Streamlabs alerts. I don't think it's only for OBS. Do we think that Mixer helping smaller streamers is easier because they have fewer streamers? Oh, totally. Yeah, any plat any live streaming platform that gets as big as Twitch gets is going to run into the same problems. They're going to have better or different solutions for the problems, but Mixer is is what Twitch was whenever it first started in a lot of ways. Like Twitch being able to be more involved was really cool, which is why so many people now are so upset at Twitch because they feel like they don't get partner managers or uh, they feel like Twitch isn't paying attention. Well, yeah, they got bought by Amazon and now they're a little bit more corporate and stuff has to change for uh, businesses to keep growing. So, yeah, the fact that Mixer is is able to be that involved, I think is still a huge advantage for them. Oh, you know what? This was actually stated at the beginning. The stats were from Nuzu. Where were we? Eventually, Mixer won't be able to serve their audience and will be the bad guy in the eyes of small. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. They're going to have the same problem at some point if they keep growing, for sure. Even though the staff is sick, yeah, they seem to do really well. Um, everyone thought Twitch staff was, was amazing five years ago, too. All right, let's get back to this. Hours watched on Mixer has increased 357% year over year and 32% since last quarter, reaching 119 million hours. Dang. Hours watched. So hours streamed on Mixer significantly increased by 43% quarter over quarter, hitting 12 million hours in Q2. That's pretty freaking good. So people are streaming longer and there are a lot more people streaming. Uh, average CCV increased 30%, averaging about 55,000 concurrent viewers in Q2. So the thing that's interesting about this is 
Mixer platforms average concurrent viewers increase 30%, but the average viewer per channel remains at about 10. So what that means is that there are a lot more smaller creators coming onto the platform and the people at the top are growing. Hmm. So they're getting the Twitch problem where they're getting more users, but they're they're getting a little bit top heavy or they're staying top heavy because they kind of have been like that too. Hi, one leader. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. And then we've got 1.97 million channels streamed to the platform in Q2, a 37% increase since last quarter. So something might have happened on Mixer that just brought a ton more users. Not entirely what that not entirely sure what that is myself, but if any of our Mixer users have uh, any inclination about why people joined um, in April, May, June, like why people were were really, really interested in just streaming a ton on Mixer. It could be Sparks. People are actually like getting paid more for just streaming. I don't know. It's it's wild considering this is, I guess, the best that they've ever done, I want to say. I think this is the best total hour stream numbers that they've ever had. Q1 18 was 10.4 million, uh, 10.2 in Q2, 8.6 in Q3. I mean, there's like, there's a huge chunk. They just straight up died Q2 to Q3 uh, 2018. Then Q4 18, we've got 8.1. Q1 19, we've got 8.4 million. And then Q2 19, we jumped up to 12, which is for Mixer is a pretty massive jump. <clears throat> You can receive sparks and get money. Viewers farm 50 sparks per minute. If you sub to a channel, you get 300. You can farm in any channel, so people leave their PC on farming all week. They will give that to their favorite streamer, and he or she will receive money based on how many sparks you made in a week. 55 million sparks gives you $275. Wow. Okay. So... This was something whenever uh, Mixer did their, was it their their year, or Mixer 2.0, that's what it was. They did their Mixer 2.0 update, and then they came out with Sparks, I want to say. And that's, people just started just absolutely farming that, which totally makes sense. I mean, I guess they, they could have predicted that. They should have predicted that that was going to increase their total hours streamed and total hours watched. My concern immediately when I saw that, and I think all of our concern immediately when we see this, we think from the business perspective of like, okay, but how are they making money, right? How is this happening? And this was the same problem that I felt with DLive, where DLive is relatively difficult to understand unless you're already involved in the ecosystem of like, uh, what are you, God, I can't even remember the name of it. That's how outside of this ecosystem I am like Bitcoin and like BitFarm, like all that kind of stuff. I cryptocurrency. That's it. There we go. I've what the fuck? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so yeah, it's that business model was something that even looking into everything like we did whenever DLive first released, it was so difficult to understand. And one of the biggest rules is don't make things hard for people, right? If something is difficult to understand, that means there's going to be more confusion around it, which means that people are going to feel uh, that there's more of a hurdle to jump for them to get involved. However, I think with Mixer, it's a little bit different because 
people are are straight up just getting paid and sparks seem like they're easier to understand versus uh data mining or like cryptocurrency crypto mining I don't know. <laughs> what are these words dude <laughs> what a disaster <laughs> so it seems like viewership has gone up but because of farming it isn't meaningful viewership though right the hope is the farming will lead to more people viewing content they like but is that happening more than likely what's happening is that they're still attracting users because they're still getting uh this 1.97 million channels streamed to the platform in q2 a 37 percent increase since last quarter so releasing sparks they increased 37 percent more channels which is really good obviously when there's like more channels uh the average viewers can be affected a little bit because if you don't see a massive massive jump in viewership then those viewers are going to be spread out amongst more channels which just means that the number is going to go away a little bit so they definitely are seeing an increase in users but i'd be curious to see how much of that is um manageable for them long term like is this a long-term strategy for them or is this something that they're kind of doing for the time being to get more users to give their platform a chance fall in love with it and hopefully stick around so I don't know if that's going to be something that's long term for them at all. I it, It's hard when we don't know the back end of what this actually looks like and how they're able to funnel this much free money into it. We can say all day like, oh, it's it's Microsoft, it's Microsoft. But Microsoft is not going to allow a, a project to continue if they just like bleed money, right? If it just bleeds money, like Microsoft didn't become a multi-billion dollar company by bleeding money. They they became that because they were so good at managing everything. So I don't know. There's definitely, there are time periods where it's right to have that, to, to get a little bloody in that way, but I don't know how long they would be able to keep something like this up. So anyways, let's continue on to DLive, shall we? DLive is a live streaming platform that leverages blockchain technology. It's one of the, oh my God, that's the freaking name. I'm over here like cryptocurrency, crypto blocks. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the newest streaming platforms to enter the scene and it's PewDiePie's exclusive live streaming platform of choice. A uh, little asterisk here. There is talk going on behind the scenes that PewDiePie is doing this because he's kind of looking for an out from YouTube almost. Like he wants, not necessarily an out, but he is, is attempting to, uh, I think he's a little bit angry at YouTube, a little angry at the platform, kind of tired of it probably at this point. Um, and he wants to have a contingency plan in place just in case he decides to pull the plug, which is kind of wild. I mean, I don't, I don't foresee a future where like PewDiePie doesn't exist on YouTube. That would be so bizarre, but that's the, that's the rumor. Uh, this quarter, Streamlabs and DLive are collaborating to share exclusive new stats that have never been released publicly. Oh, baby. This is a, a repeat of the stats that we talked about at the beginning. So 34 million hours watched on DLive in Q2. 3.2 million hours streamed on DLive in Q2, 147,000 unique channels on DLive, 11 average viewers per DLive stream, which is better than Mixer. So what, what? What's up, baby? There's so much Mixer could do to grow. I just can't believe they don't copy Twitch Prime, for example. Make sure everyone gets a free Mixer sub every time they buy or subscribe to a Microsoft product. Oh, that's a good point. I was about to say, like... How are they going to copy Twitch Prime when Amazon is obviously super invested into the economy of Twitch? But that's a good point. They could 
they could promote their Microsoft products. Does Microsoft have something similar to Amazon Prime? That's a real question. Maybe they make something like that. 34 million hours of content were watched on DLive in Q2. 3 million hours were streamed on DLive in Q2. Okay, this is just like repeating the same info. Additionally, on June 7th, PewDiePie teamed up with Ninja to play Fortnite for Keemstar's Friday Fortnite. Hundreds of thousands of viewers flooded to DLive to watch and to Twitch. And (laughs) this is whenever chat broke on Twitch, by the way. I remember this. This was chaos. During that time, the peak channel concurrent viewership reached over 168,000 with average channel concurrent viewership of 129K during the 170-minute live stream. For a comparison, PewDiePie's first stream on April 14th drew a peak CCV of just over 80,000. So PewDiePie and Ninja broke the internet. I'm curious to know how DLive was able to handle all of that because let me tell you, Twitch did not handle it real good, y'all. It was real weird. (laughs) chats broke everywhere (laughs) god it was chaos that happened to us and i was like what what do i do did something is am i not funny anymore (laughs) like like (laughs) everyone just stopped talking it's did i say something what did i do Lastly, according to DLive, following a 67% increase in monthly active users to 5 million MAU in May, that's MAU is monthly active users, Q2 daily active users have increased six times when compared to Q1. That's pretty sick. They growing. Aw. Yo, sub on sub. I see y'all. Y'all just straight up on top of each other there. You need to you need to cut that out. I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Zero hour. Thank you so much for using your Prime sub on us. That's so nice of you. That's so stupid nice of you. Thank you so much. There's a lot of sub-only stuff. We've got a sub-only Twitter. Uh, if y'all are listening to the podcast, by the way, and you're a sub or a patron, you can go to twitter.com slash Ashney subs. We also have a sub-only notes document, sub-only Discord channel, and all subs and patrons are invited to our previously patron-only group coaching. Also, everyone on the stream team, too. What up, baby? Jesse, thank you for the host. I love you. So, D-Live crushing it. Oh, heckies, I missed Austin. Austin, thank you for the 10 months. How you doing? It's so good to see you. Hey, this has become an ASMR reading of the Q2 Streamlabs streaming industry news report. Thank you for coming to my TED ASMR. (laughs) All right, next we've got Facebook. Facebook gaming live streaming data was not available based on our report methodology. However, The company continues to take steps to increase viewer engagement and attract more streamers to the platform. In Q1, the company launched a dedicated home for gaming content in the Facebook app to make it easier for people to discover and connect around their favorite live streamers. Question while I'm reading this, how do y'all feel about Facebook? (laughs) I know I'm laughing towards the end of this question because I have some feelings, yo, I got some feelings, uh, how, how y'all feel about it. <laughs> it also disclosed a new stat on the scale and diversity of monthly gaming activity on the platform. Each month, more than 700 million, with an asterisk here, uh, let's look at that, source Facebook, based on unique monthly active users either playing a game on Facebook, 
which includes instant games and web games, watching a gaming video for at least one minute or participating in a gaming group. So post reactions and comments of December 2018. So this includes literally all gaming information on Facebook, essentially. Each month, more than 700 million people play games, watch gaming videos, or engage in gaming groups on Facebook. Women represent more than 40% of this total audience of monthly gamers. What up, baby? You know why? You know why? Okay, let me get into my feels about Facebook. Oh my god, I hate it so much. It sucks. It sucks. The thing that gets me about Facebook is that I feel like this platform does not know when to stop. Like, they want to be everything to everyone. And they've been quoted as saying this multiple times. They want, this is the, I mean, their best decision ever, let's be honest, was like getting Instagram, right? So they want to be Instagram, but they also want to be Twitter. And they also want to have online stores. And they also want to be meetup.com. And they also want to be Twitch. And they, they want to do everything. Everything. They're not staying in their lane. And I'm so frustrated by this idea that a single platform wants to monopolize literally every single type of content out there, as opposed to just doing what they do really, really well. I think when you learn about business, you learn that people who really go hard into one specific thing and learn how to make a product or uh, create a service or even make a stream, there's always going to be that one thing that you're really known for, right? And that doesn't mean you never diversify. And that doesn't mean that you never change change and grow because you should be. But at the same time, the more that you grow and the more that you become variety, you can start to kind of muddy the signal that you've been putting out for so long. And I feel like that's what Facebook has done for me is they've just straight up muddied the signal. They're inflating their viewer numbers and they're also selling our information out to people. Like they're getting in trouble with the law over and over and over again. Let's be honest. The reason that the 40% of women represent this like monthly audience of of gamers is because farming sim what was it the the farming game that's over all the little facebook games they're so easy my mom is one of those women my mama sits at home on her laptop every night after she gets home from work and she playing facebook games she don't play nothing else she loves them she has the freaking greatest time dude i'm not gonna yell about my mama because that's my mama but Dang, obviously that's why it's happening. So it's just, it's the audience difference between, I think, our generation versus people uh, in the the previous generations really loving it. I can give Facebook a little bit of props though, because y'all really kill it with those like old people on Facebook videos. They make me so happy. They make me so happy. You can stream those games too? Yeah. Yeah, imagine like my little my little mama just streaming her her farm town or whatever. <laughs> Come on. It's so good. That would be so adorable. If my mom starts streaming her freaking farm town, y'all better go and watch her. I swear. I swear, if I don't see you over there, I'm going to disown you real quick. <laughs> Their level up program, we're going to get back into the article cuz yeah. I'm just going to keep going. Their level up program is now available in more than 40 countries, up from 21 in Q4 2018. All of these announcements indicate continued investment in live streaming and gaming more broadly. 
yeah, they're probably going to keep doing that. I don't foresee Facebook trying to to stop becoming everything. I think they just, you know what? Facebook is the Amazon of social media platforms. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, Amazon out here trying to take over every single freaking thing that they can take over. And they don't care if they do it good. They do it shitty and they worry about fixing it later. That's what Amazon does. Facebook out here doing the same damn thing. The same thing. Ridiculous. <laughs> Top titles streamed on Twitch. Aw. Via that beautiful pink-haired jerk. And two, I've already started to see results in the last week from implementing some things you went over in your Twitch 2019 meta video. Zero, that's so great. I'm so glad to be helpful. I'm very happy. And don't you dare call him a pink-haired jerk. I'm the only one that gets to call him that. What's up? <laughs> I stay off Facebook all day and only hop on before bed to see if anything important has happened with my extended family. I don't even get on it. I can't remember the last time I got on it. That I, I have no idea. Anytime I scroll through my, my Facebook timeline, I just see a lot of like political memes and me saying, hey, I'm going on vacation. as like a weird flex to all the people back home. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Back to the article. Top titles streamed on Twitch. Compared to Q1, there are a few notable changes here. Apex Legends has dropped from the third most watched game to number 10. Additionally, GTA 5, a six-year-old game, is now the third most watched game on Twitch, up from fifth place since last quarter. Sick. RP is still killing it. Which, last time we talked about this, and whenever we've talked about GTA RP just in streams or, or through social media or the Discord or whatever... Uh, we have talked about and theorized how long GTA RP is going to stick around and how long it's going to be popular. So the fact that it's still here is doing pretty good. It's still improving. It seems like it's relatively uh, stable for now, maybe. It's hard to say considering it's only been like six months, but we'll see how long. New entries into this list include Magic the Gathering. Oh, baby. Auto Chess. What? Teamfight Tactics and Minecraft. What? What's happening here? <laughs> Games that dropped from this list include Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro. Am I saying that right? Because I always I mix up the way that I say it every single time I read it. And Sea of Thieves. So Sea of Thieves is dropping off. Baby. Mm. Where's Summit at? Where'd he go? We'll see streaming now. <laughs> Top titles watched on Twitch in Q2. So this is just a, a visual representation. Uh, we've got Fortnite, League, GTA 5, Just Chatting. Oh, my God, I love you. You're still crushing it. you still crush. Look at that. Ugh. Dota 2, CSGO, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Hearthstone, PUBG, Apex, Minecraft, Teamfight Tactics, FIFA, Rainbow Six Siege, Auto Chess, DBD, Path of Exile, Call of Duty, Magic the Gathering. Interesting. What's up, Trouble? I'm shocked TFT wasn't higher. When did that release? Because this is all of Q2, so April, May, June. If it came out like, I don't know, May or something, June, I don't know. Maybe next quarter it will bump up a little bit. Just chatting will be number one next year after 5G rolls out and more and more people do IRL streams. Uh, I don't know. See, we have seen like consistent growth in IRL streaming, but th at the same time, I don't know that it's 
I, I don't know that it's something that is going to keep up. I think as people get better and better phones, like we're seeing people that are able to, to start doing that. Um, and people know that it's a, it's a, I mean, it's an option for them, right? So if we travel, if we go out, if we're away from our computers and we're not able to play games or be in just chatting anymore, we can use that as an option. Now there are also people like, uh, Soda Poppin and, and Byron, I always forget Byron's freaking Twitch handle, but, um, they do IRL streams relatively consistently last I checked. And I feel like they're kind of leading the trend over there. I would assume data caps will kill that. Yeah. Hi, BM. Good to see you. I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. Next. Fortnite hours streamed on Twitch. Oof, baby. We saw Twitch grow alongside the rise of Fortnite. Similarly, we see a decrease in growth for the platform as the popularity of Fortnite declines. Hours watched in millions. So Q1 18, 223. And then Q2 18, holy moly, it almost doubles to 391.6 million hours watched on Twitch since then has been steadily declining to 379 million, 337 million, 304 million. Now it's at 294.2 million. So the age of Fortnite kind of really, really killing it is over. I assume what's happening here is that it hit its immense popularity, just like any game that's really exciting and like Twitch changing uh, and groundbreaking for the platform does. It hits this massive spike and then it starts to see just like we'll probably see with GTA 5 hits this massive spike and then it goes down a little bit and then it kind of normalizes after a, a decent amount of time. The staying power of each game or each like type of directory is a little bit different. I'm really surprised at how long Fortnite has stuck around. So to me, what that says is that the um, battle royale genre, just in general, is something that people are really, really enjoying right now. Once we get to the next genre, the next game that really, really takes over, it's more than likely going to be something that uh, either is super unique for the battle royale genre or is something that is just a different genre. Are people getting tired of battle royale? Maybe. Potentially. Yeah, more battle royales mean it's it's essentially the law of supply and demand again, right? If there are more channels on Twitch, that means that there are more opportunities for people to consume whatever content from all of these different creators. If there are more battle royales, that means people have different choices that they can make. And when there's more choices, you don't have to, to settle with a game that you necessarily you know, maybe don't like as much as another one. Who knows? Also, yes, can can recommend Trouble Truck. Seanzilla, if you need a social media coach, <laughs> he will teach you how to take really great pictures of your butt and put them on Twitter. It's real good. Hi, Red Arrow. Thank you so much. I don't think it's a genre-oriented issue. Maybe not. It's hard to say. I don't know enough about it, that's for sure. Just chatting just went up a little bit. It was in fourth place last quarter, too. Surprised it isn't growing faster. Yeah, maybe I would love to see the the just chatting um, graph. I hope that there's one in here. I don't remember. 
Top publishers watched in Q2 19 on Twitch. For the first time since Q2, Riot Games has overtaken Epic as the most watched publisher on Twitch. Thanks to games like League of Legends, which has managed to withstand the test of time and remained one of the most watched games on Twitch consistently every quarter, which is wild. Like the staying power of MMORPGs is like. Oh, wrong. That's wrong. MOBAs. Sorry. Oh my god. Played Dota for six years and doesn't even know what they're called. Dumb. Riot Games has passed Epic Games with help from Teamfight Tactics. Twitch top publishers watched in Q2 19. We've got Riot Games, then Epic, then Blizzard, then Rockstar, then Valve. Oh my god, Valve is so tiny. <laughs> it's so little. Look at Flex and his tiny little muscles. Can't even beat out Rockstar. Oh my god. Ooh, that's real cute. That's <laughs> so precious. Riot, Epic, Blizzard, Tiny Rockstar, even Tinier Valve. <laughs> uh, the politics tag is starting to take off. Mitch, why do you say that? I'm really excited that you say that considering we have, in my opinion, the best politics streamer in chat right now. Can we, can we like buff up his, his feels? Can we make him feel good real quick? <laughs> Tell me why. Streamlabs creator sites. This quarter, Streamlabs has unveiled a variety of new features to help creators earn a living doing what they love. Most notably, we launched creator sites, the easiest website creation tool built specifically for live streamers. So far, over 150,000 unique websites have been made using our website themes. In addition, we see a 20% average increase to conversion rate when viewers tip from a creator site. Making a little, a little bit more money is pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Mobile live streaming. As categories like just chatting continue to grow in popularity, we are also seeing a rise in mobile live streaming for use in an IRL setting. <gasps> Tasty Peach. Oh my god, 10 months? Thank you so much. It's so good to see you. Uh, I love you, love you, love you long time. I hope you've been good since the summit. We haven't really talked since then. We're also seeing a rise in mobile live streaming for use in an IRL setting. Streaming on mobile has increased by 16% since last quarter, more than doubling users year over year. Ooh, baby. Ooh, child. All right. So steady increase for mobile streaming. Uh, I love the idea of streamers getting out of their houses. <laughs> I think it's really healthy for us to like see trees from time to time and, and breathe fresh air and move our legs. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Without a doubt, the live streaming industry is going through a period of change. Fortnite propelled Twitch and the platform reached all-time highs because of it. Now that we see growth for both decline, there's an opportunity for a new game to step in, become the next big hit, and once again spur the growth of streaming platforms and the industry. Oof. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. Remember to follow us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you, Ethan, for writing this article. Freaking crushing it, Ethan. You crushed it, Ma. I'm really proud of you. Crushed it again, technically, since you wrote the last one, too. Um, this was awesome. So what's our biggest takeaways here? Based on this information... What are y'all going to change? Hmm. We're all going to become mobile streamers. <laughs> That's it. The end. 
stream at a bar. There you go. You could do that. I'd say Bernie Sanders joining the platform and the election cycle warming up has caused more interest in politics in general, which we knew this was always going to happen for you, important. We knew, right? We freaking knew. We knew it. Even last uh, last election cycle, you you popped quite a bit, but this one, I, I think you're I think you're really gonna blow up for like months. You'll probably even out after uh, the the little four year, you know, thing is up here. But this is a really good time. Oof, oof. This is a really good time to get into political streaming, y'all. Really good time. Okay. Uh, for someone trying to make a business out of this, would you recommend giving up on Twitch and going to Mixer or Facebook? I like a good challenge, but I like the idea of quitting my day job more. So I don't, I can't make that decision for you, for sure. I get this question a lot, like, should I be on Mixer? Should I leave Twitch? Should I stream over on YouTube? And I think that that decision should come down to which ecosystem excites you more. So whenever you go over to Mixer and you see all the streamers that are over there and you see uh, the features that they have and what they're able to do, regardless of how many viewers are there and regardless of what numbers you could pull, are you more excited about that space versus Twitch, which is a little bit more established, has way more streamers, and you kind of know the people here. Which one are you more excited about? I feel like that is how you make that decision because Going to a different platform doesn't change your content. It doesn't inherently make it better just because you're competing against less people. And it definitely doesn't mean that you're going to make more money just because you're going somewhere that is less established like Twitch. I will say a lot of the people that have left Twitch to go over to Mixer have ended up coming back to Twitch because they feel like they kind of have a glass ceiling over their heads whenever they're over at Mixer. Uh, The average viewership being so much lower. I mean, people get partnered with low, low viewership, like 20 to 30. Um, And while that's great, that also means that the, the potential for you to uh, make money is higher on Twitch for sure, just because you're exposing yourself to to a larger audience, which has more users. More users equals more advertising eyeballs that they can sell to equals more money for you. Although I don't recommend anyways that y'all rely on the platform as your source of income. I think if you're doing that, you're putting yourself in a really precarious position and you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because those numbers are so fickle all the time. I think creating something that is useful for your audience, whatever that is, whatever people come to you for, it could be fun, it could be education, it could be uh, relationships, whatever it is that you need to figure out what that thing is and create something that you know is going to solve the problems that they visit you for, right? And I think that's a way smarter way of monetizing versus just relying on the platform because all of these platforms control our relationships with our audience. Once the platforms go away or change, we could be in a position where we've been streaming for five years full time, right? And then they change. All of a sudden we can't afford to eat anymore and we have to get a normal nine to five job. And I'm not, I don't know about y'all. I'm not building myself up in a way that that will ever be a reality for me. Uh, I think it's really important to protect yourself for the long term. So also, Allie, thank you for the seven months. It's so good to see you. I'm still in love with your hair. Well, I'm still in love with you. So what's up? Oh, Austin, I'm so sorry to hear that. Will you email me again? I'm not entirely sure why that happened. I'm going to IRL mobile stream from D live now. There you go. Yeah, that's perfect. 
A single game can have a significant impact on a platform. Yep. I'm going to compare this with the stream elements report and see what my next move is. Uh, do y'all want to look that over? Time is it? 1.30? We still have a little more time if you want to look over the stream elements report as well. I'm going to start streaming on Periscope. Okay. I mean, more, more power to you. <laughs> stream elements Q2 report. Oof. Okay. Yeah, we can look at this one too. Hi, Tia. Good to see you. Talking about politics is a good recipe for disasters, as there are many examples, or for future disasters. I mean, it depends on the, the person. There are some people who do it really well. Hi, Bull. Opinions on Restream for beginners? Ugh. There are people who will very much disagree with me on this. I think in the very beginning of your journey, it's smart for you to try out multiple platforms, smart for you to try out multiple uh, content types, multiple uh, types of like conversations and, and just content in general. I think whenever you're new, at the very, very beginning, it should all be about exploration. And I think what's cool about Restream is that you can actually use Restream to explore different platforms all at the same time. So before you hit your affiliate requirements, uh, because you can't use Restream and stream to other platforms while you're a Twitch affiliate. I think using it to stream to as many platforms as you, as you can and figure out which one is more active for you, which one you're having more fun with is, is totally fine. I think it's totally fine. In fact, some of Twitch's largest streamers actually use Restream to uh, double broadcast on two different channels at the same time. So if they're doing a stream for like, say they're streaming on Monsters, uh, monster gaming's site, right? Or their, their Twitch channel. Like they're, they have some contract and they're supposed to stream for monster. They can stream to their channel at the same time. They have a really cool, like double stream feature as wild. All that loss and growth is not really a huge concern yet because the growth will most likely pick back up again in Q3. Since today is Prime Day and there will be more influx of people because of the huge advertisements they're putting out for Twitch and Amazon, especially since they got offline TV involved this year in the ads. Oh, that's cool. I haven't seen that. All right, cool. Let's go to Stream Elements and see what they're saying. And then we will wrap this up uh, and y'all can continue on with your Monday and I can continue on snuggling my tiny puppy over here. State of the Stream Q2 2019. Tifu rises to the top. Non-gaming content grows while esports titles dip. Ooh, ooh, oh my god. Oh, you could not say something sexier to me. Oh, you could not. Oof. Ooh. Dang. Mama just got excited. Facebook enters the mix and we answer, what is an influencer? This is written by Adam Yosilowitz, I, I think. Yosilowitz? Probably very much mispronouncing that, but thank you for this article, Adam. Thanks for putting your valuable time and energy and effort into it. We need to give more like love to freaking writers and journalists, y'all. God, stuff is not easy. I've never called those people out before. I'm going to start doing it. <laughs> he says noted. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Tell your friends, family, neighbors, pets, and strangers on the street. Our new State of the Stream report is here, and it's full of valuable findings about the live streaming industry. Exclamation point. Yeah! Adam. 
Dog, you're real excited. You must be really happy. Adam hates esports. <laughs> this time around, we've taken a deep dive into the DNA of a Twitch influencer. Oof. Such as which group is moving the needle in terms of hours watched and what range of viewers they regularly attract. Okay. So if you're curious, if you're an influencer, this is a great barometer. Oh, please tell me. Oh, man. Adam with the exclamation points again, Daddy-O. Okay. He's, he's, Adam is very happy. Adam chugged a couple Red Bulls. He's like, yo, let's do this. I'm, I'm going to crank this entire article out today. <laughs> is GTA 5 RP still drawing huge audiences? Could Facebook gaming really be a threat to Twitch and YouTube? Did Apex Legends maintain its position at the top of Twitch? These are just some of the topics we explore in this month's report. Q2 2019 was full, of, was full of interesting rumblings and movements in streaming, and this report talks about them all. For this one, we worked with our chums at Sully Gnome. Hmm. Hmm. They provided a lot of awesome stats and analytics that we use to shape our narratives, so be sure to check out their site for regular insights into Twitch. You know, I really like this intro a lot more than the last one. I remember last month's reading it, or last quarter's reading this intro and, and thinking like, this is, there's some jokes here that are just not hitting. <laughs> Very questionable. This one's quite a bit better, so good job, Adam. Adam did not ruin this everything. <laughs> Twitch slides a little while competition grows. Twitch is still the undisputed king of live streaming, and in Q2, just over 2.7 billion hours of live streaming content was viewed. That makes up 72% of the total time spent watching live streams, so there's a long way to go yet until Twitch needs to fight for its crown. Twitch remains strong with around four times more hours watched than YouTube Live. YouTube Live continues to grow with peak month in May, and they dropped off just a little bit, according to this. Twitch experienced its first decline in hours watched in Q2, but it was still its second biggest quarter to date. What? Okay. Thank you for the biddies, Dinah. Really appreciate you. YouTube Live total hours watched. I, ugh. YouTube Live total hours watched improved in Q2. Cool. January remains Twitch's peak in hours watched, 948 million, while YouTube Live broke its own record in May with 284 million. So obviously something happened for YouTube in May. Uh, potentially this, this growth has, uh, that's not a huge spike for them at all. Um, it looks like it was just pretty steady and then they, they unfortunately dipped quite a bit in June. So something might've happened over there. Uh, we can say that, um, Twitch's peak in hours in January was because of Apex. So 10 out of 10. However, Q2 2019 was the first time that Twitch viewing hours have declined since we began publishing State of the Stream reports. Since the drop-in hours was less than 2%, it was ultimately very minimal. It was also Twitch's second biggest quarter. There's probably... Uh, my, my confusion is Twitch's second biggest quarter of what? Of viewership? Of amount of money? Of amount of streamers? It doesn't really clarify, so I'm a little confused. There's probably very little for Twitch to worry about, as it was always going to be difficult to follow such a strong Q1 2019 performance. There is no way, uh, with what Apex did and everyone calling Apex the Fortnite killer, that is going to drum up so, so, so much interest from people because of just how long Fortnite has been absolutely dominating and crushing it. So 
That makes sense. Among Twitch's competitors, YouTube had 19.5% of the live stream industry in Q2 2019. YouTube, oh, this is another confused, like, are we still talking about hours watched? I guess we're still talking about hours watched. YouTube had 19.5% hours watched of the live stream industry in Q2 2019 with more than 735 million viewership hours. It also set a new milestone in May where it had 284 million viewership hours, which is the highest number of viewership hours for YouTube live streams so far. Cool. Hi, Vagrant. It's so good to see you. So we've got Twitch dominates live streaming with over 70% of hours watched. So this is essentially what we just went over. It's just a little pie, pie chart to kind of show you the visual side of how much Twitch has monopolized and eaten everybody else. If this purple is Pac-Man, y'all getting chomped up. <laughs> pie charts. Did I say that? <laughs> I almost said pie charts, didn't I? <laughs> That's horrifying. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have nightmares. That is nightmare fuel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Facebook. Oh, no. Now I've got the giggles. I'm so sorry, podcast listeners. I'm so distracted by pie charts. You can't. I can't stop myself. Don't Google it. Definitely don't Google it. <laughs> Facebook gaming. Facebook sharding. This <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The streaming platform that is now supported by Stream Elements also grew in Q2 2019. It is now the third biggest platform for live streaming with 5.3% of viewership hours in Q2. Okay. It passed the now fourth place streaming platform Mixer, which had 112 million viewership hours or 3%. Wow. So Facebook, huh? Facebook is the third largest streaming platform. That's fascinating. <laughs> stop it, goat. You stop it right now. How the T5K is changing Twitch. The majority of Twitch's viewership hours came from people watching the top 5,000 streamers on Twitch. Twitch viewers shape a new influencer class. Here we go. Viewers migrate from top and bottom to form new sweet spot among the top 5K channels for brands. New sweet spot, huh? Okay. 75% of Twitch's viewership is tuning into the top 5,000 channels out of approximately 2.7 billion hours watched in Q2. 2 billion of those hours were spent watching the top 5K. Uh, the top 200 channels are losing viewership to the other channels in the top 5K bracket. That's pretty interesting. Okay. Hours watched per month by channel rank. So... Channel rank of the 1 to 200 is a little bit lower than people, I mean, yeah, a little bit lower than the 200 to 5K, and then the rest of Twitch is about half of what that 200 to 5K is. Live hours watched on Twitch, top 5,000 channels, and the rest. So this is really fascinating. Uh, the reason this is fascinating... Oh, Goat, thank you for the seven months. Must have been a brain shot. I hate you so much. I'm literally recording this for a podcast episode, and now there's going to be a bunch of nasty jokes. Everyone's probably stopped listening to this already, so it's probably fine. We can just continue with them now. We good, right? Cool. <laughs> Thank you for seven months. Really appreciate you. 
So what this is saying to me, and and this is something that I said a couple of times during the broadcast here, is that uh, a lot of companies, um, a lot of potential sponsors, I know everyone loves to talk about sponsors, y'all want to hear more and more and more about sponsorships. Um, a lot of sponsors are becoming less interested in the very, very top like royalty of Twitch. And they're becoming a lot more interested in the people that have small to medium sized channels uh, and small to medium sized channels in this uh, example is like 100 to 500 or a thousand viewers kind of somewhere in there. And what these companies um, and these these management companies are starting to realize is that people have a, a closer relationship with these kind of medium sized influencers as opposed to the people who are super massive. So I like to use the example of like, if Ninja tells me to buy a, a pizza from Pizza Hut and one of my friends who has 250, 300 viewers tells me to buy a pizza from Pizza Hut, I'm going to buy the pizza from my friend because my friend isn't Ninja. So they're making <laughs> quite a bit less money. But I also trust them a lot more, right? With Ninja, we feel like the people that are that massive are kind of celebrities and they're on this pedestal and we can't have intimate relationships with them. And while they are still like absolutely rolling in the money and they're still going to get tons of sponsors, the people that are starting to perform really well for companies are people that are like... I don't know, like 100 to 300, 500 or so viewers. And even, sometimes even a little less viewership than that. To be completely honest, there are plenty of people who have uh, 40 or 50 viewers are getting signed up for sponsorship campaigns and are absolutely crushing it. So this is not... Uh, y'all shouldn't focus necessarily on just getting more viewers. A lot of us seem to think that whenever we grow in viewership, we're going to grow in money too. And that's not necessarily how it works. Like there's a... a bit of an influx of income just because you're you're putting yourself in front of more people and you're able to advertise a little bit more and you're able to say like hey subscribe i hope you love our community cool but that's not necessarily how you can massively grow your income and i'm telling you that having a good relationship where you've built trust with a group of people um, is so much more important even if those numbers are smaller than having just tons of numbers and hoping that people pay attention there is a campaign going on right now with 21 streamers that has only amounted to about 12 sales that's terrible that's terrible why is that right? Is it because the streamers are massive? Is it because uh, the product sucks? Is it because, I mean, we can theorize all day, but ultimately it comes down to sometimes sponsorship campaigns kind of suck. Sometimes they aren't going to work. Uh, and even the really good ones, like you don't necessarily have to be super massive for. So let's continue, shall we? Oof. Let me get on my platform about sponsorships again. Let's go. 75% of Twitch viewership is for these top 5,000 streamers with around 2 billion of the 2.7 billion hours spent watching them in Q2 2019. We also saw a 12% growth of concurrent viewers for the T5K in Q2 compared to Q1. Sick. Concurrent views help define a Twitch streamer. Average concurrent viewership grows in top 5,000 channels by 12%. 
A breakdown of the average CCV among the T5K provides a new perspective on how to measure an influencer. Top 1 to 200 channels have a 10,590 average CCV. Top 200 to 1,000 channels have a 2,400 average concurrent viewership. Top 1,000 to 5,000 channels have an 800 average concurrent viewership. And then the average uh, CCV of the top 5K channels has increased by 12%. So that's just like restating that fact. So in order to be in this T5K, you have to have at least 796 average CCV. Hi, Ashley. Good to see you. So look at that, right? Median, (laughs) freaking medium size broadcasters. This kind of, honestly, this kind of gives us a a way to define what a small broadcaster is, what a medium broadcaster is, and what a large broadcaster is. So we can say a large broadcaster is someone, what, probably the top 1K, they've got 2,400 plus average viewers. Anywhere that's 2,400 plus could be considered super large. Um, After that, we've got our 1,000 to 5,000, which can we consider those medium? Because I feel like 800 average CCV is still pretty freaking massive. However, I think a lot of us consider ourselves small, right? And we we say we're small when we've got like 10 average viewers or 20 average viewers, but you don't consider that even if you get to 100 average or 200 average or 300 average, that's still super small in the grand scheme of things. That's still tiny. Yet we put these people that have these like decent numbers on a on a pedestal and we we prioritize our relationships with people based on how many people watch them instead of based on the fact that we're all just human beings and we have inherent value, right, as humans. Although we did have a a conversation recently about like why that's difficult and how inherent value doesn't mean that you're valuable as uh, in a professional setting, which is a really fascinating conversation that we need to have again. But anyways, this really puts it in perspective that the top 5,000 channels 800 average concurrent viewers. Dang, I was about to say, we definitely in that T5K. What up, boys? That's definitely us. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Oh, geez. Given the size of these viewership numbers generated by the T5K, it shows how important those of you who are among Twitch's top streamers are to the platform. While it's great to be at the top, our data also showed how the top 200 streamers on Twitch are losing viewership to the other channels in the T5K group. The top 200 channels are still viewed the most with an average concurrent viewership of 10,600 in Q2, but it's clear that you don't have to be in this bracket to be an influencer. Yeah, baby. Yeah. While those of you cracking the top five streamer list, I think they mean the T5K streamer list on Twitch can be viewed as reaching the pinnacle of success this elite group is in a constant state of flux oh top five total yeah the top five streamers on twitch by viewership hours changed incredibly between april may and june tifu shroud and ninja bounced around the list and lyric asmund gold and xq made it into the twitch top five for the first time in 2019 tifu is the new king oh boy compared to ninja tifu had six million more hours watched in q2 no streamer on Twitch has had a consistent claim on the top spot this year, although Tivu is having a strong Q2 with close to 32 or 30 million hours watched. Based on hours watched in Q2, Tifu, Shroud, and Ninja continue to bounce around the list of top five streamers with Lyric, XQ, and Asmongold entering the top five for the first time this year. In May slash June, a majority of the top five streamers relied on stream elements for its production, engagement, and monetization. Esports is still just a small part of Twitch. 
Esports and Twitch are often talked about together, but when you look at the top 200 channels on the platform, esports makes up fewer than 25% of the viewership hours. Esports events draw huge numbers, but as a small slice of the Twitch pie, less than 25% a lip. We already said that. Channels that feature professional competitive gaming events such as Overwatch League, ESL, and Riot Games make up less than 25% of the hours watched when it comes to the top 200 channels on Twitch. So last time I checked the top 100 channels, uh, this was on Social Blade, 11 of them were esports channels, two of them were women, and the other, let's see, 13, so 87 were men. Hype. Cool. Most of the channels that feature the biggest esports tournaments are among the top 200. This is indicative not only of the popularity of these events when they occur, but can be extrapolated to illustrate how small the segment is in comparison to the rest of the content. Based on the monthly chart, people still enjoy games that are popular at esports events, but not necessarily in a professional tournament setting. Interesting. Pokimane and Ashney on that top 100. Oh no, we definitely not top hundo. The top 100 women are Pokey and Kitty Plays. Last I checked, which was four months ago, it's been a minute, so that definitely could have changed. 75.8% of the viewership for the top 200 channels goes to individual streamers and not brands or esports accounts. Many of the games these streamers play have huge esport audiences, such as Overwatch and League of Legends. League of Legends, but data revealed viewers spend more time watching these games being played outside of a professional setting. So sorry, esports evangelists, but playing the same game with your friends that you saw in an official esports league match does not qualify your playtime as esports content. I don't know that I agree with that because it's still technically an esports game, right? And how, like, why does it matter if it's esports content or not? Adam? We need to have a conversation. What do you mean esports content? What do you think are people are like using that? Oh god, <sighs> freaking Adam! What does this sentence mean? This sentence don't make no sense, Adam. <laughs> the takeaway for brands who are bitten by the esports bug and are trying to get in front of the broadest audience on Twitch is they should work with individuals, not just esports organizations. Ooh, that's a bold claim, Adam. Mm. Adam, I, Adam, are you okay? Are you okay? Adam's really passionate about brands. Dang, Adam. (laughs) So the takeaway for brands who are bitten by the esports bug and are trying to get in front of the broadest audience on Twitch is that they should work with individuals, not just esports organizations. So, okay. I get what you're trying to say. It's don't just buy advertising space for like tournaments and and uh, like esports. I don't know summits and all of that. It's work with individuals, which yeah, I can agree with. I think that a a tournament telling people, let's use our pizza analogy again. If the Dota summit is like, hey, this pizza is real good, versus if my my favorite streamer who has like 150 viewers says, hey, this pizza's pretty dope, I'd be way more likely to trust an individual versus a business. And this is actually something I think a lot of businesses and and organizations can learn about in the stream space is that people feel a lot more comfortable with people versus with businesses and organizations. They buy from people, right? They invest in people. They don't invest in your name as a company. Uh, This is the same as 
why I, I encourage y'all to use an actual photo of your face for your social media profile picture. People feel a lot more trusting of your face versus your your logo, right? That's going to make you a lot more memorable if you have a photo of your face versus you're just using a, a logo for yourself. So it's the same concept. What were the biggest games on Twitch Q2 2019? Incredibly, five of the top games on Twitch in Q1 saw shrinking viewership in Q2. Viewers prefer watching streamers talk than play games. What's up, baby? This is the one that, this is what I was looking for. This is so cool. Top 10 games on Twitch Q1 versus Q2. So Q1 2019 location versus uh, Q2 location. Oof. Wait, where is Fortnite? Did Fortnite pop off? Oh my god, did it? Where did it go? Oh, it's literally still in the... No did I... J I just went blind. <laughs> okay, that was ridiculous. <laughs> so, Fortnite is still number one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Too much Red Bull. I definitely need to put this away. Drinks more. <laughs> oh, you know what? Adam, you're doing me a solid here. The takeaway for brands who are bitten by the esports bug. Adam, tell Red Bull that I love them. <laughs> tell them that we do really we do a really good job with words. Whenever we're yeah, yeah, when we Red Bull in. Okay. All right. So we got Fortnite, which had a negative 3.66% change from Q1 to Q2. We have uh, League of Legends, who had a negative 5.96% change. GTA 5 RP had a 151% increase. That is wild. Just chatting uh, is, is up 7%, which is pretty sick. Just chatting was growing really, really quickly for a while, and now it's not seeing quite as much growth. So this is hours watched specifically. Now it's not seeing quite as much growth as it was in previous quarters, but still a little bit there. We've got Dota 2, which was negative 19%. CSGO went down almost 20% in hours watched. World of Warcraft increased 64%. That was because of the release of uh, Vanilla WoW. Uh, Overwatch increased 15%. Not entirely sure why that is happening. Probably OWL. And then Hearthstone increased 48%. And PUBG, negative 4%. So, cool. Hi, Mikey. You sponsored by Red Bull yet? Yeah, just got it. I just got the email. <laughs> they were real quick to make that decision. We saw the biggest drops from Valve's CSGO and Dota 2. Oof, that is so... Yep, that's a thing. As someone who streamed Dota for so long, that's a thing. CSGO lost 20% of its viewership compared to Q1 with around 90 million viewership hours in Q2. Dota 2 lost 19% of its viewership hours in Q2 with nearly 120 million viewership hours. There were also drops for Battle Royale games, Fortnite and PUBG. Are people getting tired of Battle Royale? Is this what's happening? Fortnite lost 3.6% of its viewership as it got 300 million viewership hours in Q2 compared to 311 million it had in Q1. Epic Games' title is still number one on Twitch. Mm, 
is it though? Because Streamlabs says otherwise. It's also worth noting that this is a much smaller drop than in Q1 19 when it lost 8% of its viewership hours compared to Q4 2018. PUBG had a bigger drop, losing 4.26% of its viewership. League of Legends also lost 6%. That's still pretty good as League has had... Uh, League had as many viewership hours on Twitch in Q2 2019 than YouTube Live got in the month of May. Oh, that's interesting. So League had as many viewership hours on Twitch as YouTube Live had in all of May, which is just a singular month, not the entire quarter, of course. But that's neat. Getting tired of hearing about Fortnite. Maybe everybody is. TFT is going to be on there for Q3. You think so? What is this team fight tactic stuff? I haven't seen that or played that at all. The winners in this quarter were GTA 5, Just Chatting, Overwatch, Hearthstone, and World of Warcraft, which WoW is going gonna, is gonna to go down again after the vanilla excitement kind of goes away. Apex Legends fell out of the top 10 games on Twitch, and GTA 5 took its third place spot. Um, this is mostly because of the popularity of GTA 5 RP, a type of content streamed by streamers such as Soda Poppin'. Man, there are so many other people doing this that uh, should be here. <laughs> that should be mentioned here, man. Below that in fourth place is just chatting. You chatterboxes just love to talk. <laughs> the just chatting stream category grew by 7% on Twitch in Q2 and had 180 million viewership hours. The success, success of just chatting isn't strange since it's the only category that has kept growing since we began making our state of the stream reports. That's right, baby. That's us. That's us right there. TFT is an auto chess from Riot Games. Oh, interesting. It was a good quarter to be Blizzard 2, as three of its biggest titles grew their Twitch viewership in Q2 2019. World of Warcraft grew the most, as it had 89 million viewership hours, which is 64% more than in Q1. So that's it. That's cool. What's the biggest takeaway for y'all? I feel like for me, the, the biggest points out of this um, are probably from the concurrent views. The top 200 channels, the average being around 10.5 thousand viewers, and the top 200 to 5,000 channels, the average being, I mean, that's going to skew the average a little bit. So let's just say the 201st to 1,000 channels is 2,400, and 1,000 to 5K is 800. That's really interesting that in order to be in the top five channels, you're right around 800 viewership. Granted, that's an average, so like it's going to be a little bit less, but I'd be curious to know what are the numbers of people who have like 100 average? What are How many people on Twitch have 100 average? That's something that we need to look up for sure. So that's what's up. I hope that was interesting for y'all. Uh, let me know what you thought. Feel free to tweet at me at Ashney Christ, and I'd be happy to get to know y'all more. There's a, a weird thing with podcasts where you can't really tell who all listens to your show. On Twitch, you've got chat, right? On YouTube, you've got the comments section. Discord is, is all conversation. Social media is all conversation. But with podcasts, you don't really know who's out there. So if y'all would like to get uh, a, uh, if you just want to be connected to me, right? If you want to get a little bit closer with everything that I'm doing, everything that I create is, is for 
streamers is for content creators, y'all that are out there hustling and you don't know why someone isn't paying attention to you. You don't know how to get people to actually listen. I'm here to help you out with all of that on every platform, right? So I got you. I've been there. I, I mean, streaming to 20 people for four years was not easy. I know what that pain and hurt is like. Uh, as a reminder, don't forget to sign up for our new email list. I'm super, super excited about that. That's a project that I'm really passionate about right now. You can go to bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Ashney's Faves. I will see y'all next week in the next episode. We back, baby!